Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in as ever. I've just got one thing to say from last week's podcast. Grimsby. Oh, literally, how long have we been on the air? Nine seconds? seconds. Yeah, probably not even 30 seconds. <laughs> Nine seconds. You couldn't resist, could you? <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. You honestly couldn't resist. Um, profit chasers, for those of you that are new to the show, Tom and me had a bit of an argument uh, last week regarding Grimsby. Tom wanted to back him. I did certainly not want to. He ended up winning 1-0. Nine seconds in, he couldn't resist. Couldn't wait till League 2 or the bomb-proof recap. Uh, had to do it at the top of the show, of course. Exactly. So that means we can also mention Grimsby in the League 2 section and in the bomb-proof treble section. So, you know, you've got to get as much as many mentions in there as possible. Great. Wow. Great. Wow. Great. Tip anything else? Did you tip anything else or is that your solo? <laughs> no, so thanks to uh, Bookaroo as ever for giving us some statistics on the tips we read out on the show. So we did get four out of six Nations League tips correct last week. Unfortunately, League One was a shocker. Zero out of three there and two out of two for League Two, of which Grimsby was, was one. So um... <laughs> just to let you know, Profit Chasers, I, uh, I was responsible for every other successful tip other than Grimsby. So Yeah, right. <laughs> well anyway can we move can we move on yet or what yes let's move on quick recap before we go into the main bulk of the show today nations league england give me your thoughts really quick it's coming home with the best team in the world absolutely absolutely <laughs> got a great chat <laughs> South- sir gareth make it happen make it happen sir gareth southgate <laughs> sir gareth Oh, can you get really though? Can you get knighted after winning the Nations League? I think so. Mate, people don't get knighted off the back of Carabao Cup wins. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? We've got a great chance of winning this this uh, Nations League final four tournament next year, and I don't want people to start downplaying this as as an achievement because if we do win it, we'll have to beat either Netherlands. Portugal and Switzerland and then people are going to start going oh, well, it's not France it's not Spain it's not Belgium or Germany you know we should celebrate if we win it which we've not even done yet we should celebrate the success and not downplay anything because it's a massive step forward winning anything is a massive step forward for the England national team it is it is I agree I agree let's embrace it and by the way for the record I know I'm kind of Knocking the Nations League a little bit. I am a I am a big fan, actually. I really wow. like it. I like what it's brought to the international uh, breaks. For me, it, it's a big success already. So yeah, if England yeah. can win it, it should be celebrated. Of course, it should. Yes, I still don't think anyone properly understands it and what it means if you win the group or come second in the group and how that affects the Euros. But whatever, we're just going to win the thing. All the European, like obviously, the promotion relegation is nice and easy. But the, yeah, who gets what pot from what finish? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to take in. But uh, hey, if there's a trophy on offer, hopefully we can uh, be lifting it next summer. But 
there is now no more international breaks for three, I think it's three or four months. March, I think, the next one. March, so we're absolutely full steam ahead with a domestic football, which from a betting perspective, that's, that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us in nicely. Uh, this week on the show, we will be looking at Premier League tips, Championship tips, League One and then League Two. Pretty much standard order, really. Then we'll look at uh, recapping last week's bombproof treble, which we did a joint one for. And then we'll have a little look. Actually, no, we won't look at fantasy football, really, will we? Because it wasn't on last weekend, so everything will still be the same. We'll still be shit. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll still be down in the uh, in the doldrums. So, uh, yeah, if yeah. we can avoid it this week, that would be great. Um, <laughs> quite a lot of three o'clocks in the Premier League, which is where we will start. Uh, actually, six in total. So, mm. Tom, kick us off. Three o'clocks. Uh, not a ton to go off for me, uh, but uh, one or two little things. Yeah, what I would say about the Saturday three o'clock is that there's a lot of short-priced favourites. So from a betting perspective, it doesn't really appeal too much. Um, we'll start off with Everton at home to Cardiff. They're very, very short. Everton are two to five to get the win here, which I do think they will. Um, they've won the last four games between the two sides at Everton. One of those games being a massive 8-3 victory although that did come a fair bit of time back. That was in the old Division 1. <laughs> Shows how much the two teams have played each other in recent years. Yeah. But Everton are on a very good run of form. Just one loss in their last six games. And they should be a Cardiff side who are, I believe, winless away from home this season. Yeah, they are. Um, they haven't won any of the last five away games, picking up just the one point. I, I like... I like- I think Cardiff is definitely showing fight, aren't they? Um, oh, yeah. They're definitely, you know, they've won two of the last four games. Um, and in that, t- in the other two, one of the defeats was away at Liverpool. So no disgrace there. I, I think they're definitely getting better. Um, they just lack that. They lack that goal scorer, don't they, really? Yeah, I mean, Everton have been quietly successful, particularly at Goodison, where they've only lost the one game and only conceded six goals. Yeah, very short price, but I expect them to win. Everton are only one point behind Manchester United. Shows how poor United's start to the season has been, really. Yeah, oh yeah, that's absolutely testament. Um, Let's have a quick word on United. One of, as Tom said, one of the Saturday three o'clocks that are very short. Not going to spend too much time on it, but they are at home to Palace. They're priced at 4-11, to and despite... You know, I know they haven't been their best this season. Um, a Crystal Palace side that is really on an alarming decline. They haven't won in the last seven games, lost three in a row. Um, Wilfred Zaha is still the top scorer with three three goals. I think he's been injured for two plus, three plus weeks. Um, so a United win here is very much expected. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Palace have got a shocking record at United recently. Um, in the last 11 games, Manchester United have won 10 and the other one's been a draw. Manchester United have not been a happy uh, team for Palace to play in the last kind of five or six years. So I expect that to, to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Another short price, 
Again, you've got Manchester City away at West Ham. City 2-9. to nine. West Ham pretty big at 12-1. to one. one thing I, I could see here to kind of get a little bit more value out of this one is City to win both teams to score. That's priced at 6-4. to four. So you can get a little bit out of this one, I think. City, I thoroughly expect to win this one. Something like 3-4-1. or four, one. But West Ham have got an out of in decent form. Uh, Felipe Anderson is proven a very good acquisition. So going forward, they're going to offer a little bit of threat. However, Man City are comfortably going to put a few past the West Ham defence. It's just whether West Ham will get on the score sheet, which I, I think they've got the potential to do. Yeah, they have. Um, especially at home, I feel like it's kind of a West Ham trait to for them to raise their game a little bit. Um, especially against the bigger sides, they seem to uh, roll up their sleeves a little bit. So, yeah, I could see them getting getting on the score sheet for sure. Um, I am looking at the Watford Liverpool game again. Uh, Liverpool are one to two. I've seen worse, to be honest. I have seen worse for Liverpool. Uh, still not overly attractive. Uh, Watford, funny old side. Uh, I. They can be hard to predict, but I do think Liverpool will win this. Um, and as I said, the one to two on the nose. I actually like Liverpool to win an over two point five. Uh, that is priced at six to five. Last season it was three three uh, at Vicarage Road. The last meeting between the two at Anfield was five nil. And you go back um, over the, over the years, there's been a six one for Liverpool. Has been a three 0 for Watford. Like this fixture to traditionally delivers goals, and um, yeah, I think you get a little bit more value there, and I think uh, the game will definitely have over three goals. Yeah, I can see that one definitely happening as well. A Liverpool win there for me too. Um, so one other game I think we definitely need to talk about on the Saturday is Fulham at home to Southampton. So prices. You can get Fulham at thirty-one to twenty. The draw eleven to five. Southampton nine to five. The main talking point, obviously, the Tinker Man. What do you think? Good appointment, right decision in the first place to sack Djokanovic. Give me your thoughts. Right decision. Um, whoever's in charge of recruitment, however, needs to stand up. It's kind of been reported that Djokanovic didn't exactly want or need all of the players, but the gentleman, uh, whoever's in charge of transfers, you know, so-and-so becomes available, they went out and got him. So-and-so becomes available, yeah, we'll take him too. It was very much kind of, you know, kid in a sweet shop uh, kind of thing. Um, I think it was the right decision, Djokanovic. Obviously, I really admire sticking to his principles. But you know you have to, you have to have a base, don't you? And, and Fulham just don't have any base to go playing the way they do. Uh, even Man City have a base where they work from, and uh, yeah, right decision for me. Is Ranieri the right guy? I don't know. I hope to God he doesn't relegate Fulham because that would really tarnish his reputation here in England. But uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts? This is a big game, by the way. Big game. Yeah, I, I do agree in that it was the right decision to sack Jokanovic, as good as they have been throughout their promotion season in the Championship and to an extent going forward in the Premier League this season. I definitely think it's recruitment-based. 
the influx of players on deadline day is an example of how this new this new transfer deadline day where you can't make any signings after the season starts just hasn't worked for a team. Because usually the first game of the season would roll around, play a few games, then the manager would buy a few extra players perhaps depending on what he's seen he needs from those first few games. With this new transfer deadline day, you know, you don't know what you need until after you start playing and by that time it's too late, if you know what I mean. So you kind of stockpiling players just in case and then that can create a lot of disruption and disharmony within the squad. All the players they use to get them promoted, 70-80% of them get turfed out for these big money names. The dressing room gets lost. It's not a good situation for Fulham. And it is such a sharp turn in playing style and philosophy from what Djokanovic played with them. So it'll be interesting to see how well they do now because they have a lot of players that played to Djokanovic's philosophy. So whether they'll be suited to Ranieri and they're going to have to spend another ton of money in the, in the January, we'll have to wait and see. But I do think it's a great opportunity for three points, though. I'm going to side with Fulham for the game, 31-20. to 20. Southampton are very poor, very, very poor, really struggle to score goals. Uh, so I think it's a good opportunity for Fulham to get three points on the board here. Massive, massive problems at Southampton. I don't think they've been highlighted by uh, the media in terms of, you know, Sky Sports and Match of the mm. Day. I, I don't think anyone has quite highlighted it yet. Uh, Southampton, very alarming right now. Mark Hughes seemed to be a bit out of touch at Stoke. This has been a, a great opportunity for him. Obviously, he kept them up last year, but they are looking terrible right now. Um, for yeah. me, for me, by the way, I just want to say, I think that is a fantastic point on the uh, new transfer window. And that. For me, in terms of the game, I'd be looking at both teams to score. Um, I just don't know if I trust Fulham enough. Four to six is the price, so the bookies are expecting it. Uh, but yeah, both teams to score for me and uh, Fulham for Tom. Yep. Uh, let's look at the 5.30 there. Saturday's a great game of a great day of football, really, isn't it? So much to look out for on the Saturday. Um, that all all culminates in the 5.30 kickoff. It's all London. It's Tottenham at home to Chelsea. Um, Spurs 17-10. to 10, The draw 12-5. to 5. Chelsea 6-4. to 4. If I had to, I'd sit on the fence, right on the fence, get all the splinters in my backside. 12-5, to 5, draw. Yeah. This is, this is tough. This is tough, isn't it? Um, Spurs have won four in a row. Let's not forget that. Um, you know, a lot of people are questioning. I saw some articles, you know, Harry Kane's got a move to, you know, become world class, to win things. Like, forget all that. They've won four in a row um, since that disappointing defeat against Man City. If I had to choose anyone, I'd actually go for Chelsea. I feel like Tottenham are a bit... Uh, just a fraction off in these really big games. Um, but I think both teams to score for me is a safe bet. Four to seven. Um, Chelsea are six to four. Uh, double chance, Chelsea 12 to 25. I don't know. I don't know. I think you sit back and enjoy this game. I honestly don't know yeah. what I would really truthfully go for. 
the safest bet is no bet for this game. Tottenham have classically struggled recently against the uh, rest of the big six. I think they've won two of their last eight meetings in total against Chelsea across all competitions as well. So they don't have a particularly good record against them. But best bet, no bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not good enough from Pochettino and Spurs. They'll be looking to turn that around. Yeah. Um, Sunday, anything you like the look of there? Yeah, I think uh, you've got to look at Wolves. I think uh, they are at home to Huddersfield. They, they, they continue to impress, even though, um, you know, they haven't won in the last few games, uh, last four to be precise. Uh, Huddersfield haven't won in their last eight away games in all competitions. I think Wolves will have enough to get a victory. They'll they'll see this game as a big game, for sure. Um, and yeah, for me. Wolves, the price is a little. This they're four to nine. It that's it's a, a It's a dr- very bad price, but it I do expect them to get get the victory. Yeah, uh, Bournemouth Arsenal as well is on Sunday. I had one thing wrote down for that. It's not a good price to be honest. It's over two point five goals. It's priced at one to two. Two very attack minded teams, and I, I do think there'll be goals in this one. Result-wise, I couldn't tell you which way this is going to go, but I do think it'll be an entertaining watch. Yes, agreed. Um, Unless you want to talk about Burnley-Newcastle on Monday Night Football, I'm ready to get out of the Premier League, to be honest. That that many short prices, it's it's not where I want to be for uh, yeah. for this weekend. No, lots of talking points, but not too many good price bets. But yeah, let's move on to the second tier. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to kick us off. I'm going to kick us off with the boys in red. Oh, you little rascal. <laughs> They're away at Hull City. So you got Hull City at home to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Forest priced at 15 to 8. Forest have been surprisingly good on the road. Uh, a lot better than what I thought we'd been uh, after I did some research. Um, played eight, one two, drew five, lost just the one. Only conceded eight goals. Um, so looking very very solid. Um, obviously a few too many draws perhaps. Uh, but definitely you know, on the positive side there. Hull at home, have only won two of their eight games. They've only managed seven goals four in that time. And Forest are a team you don't want to be coming to town if you can't score yourselves. Uh, because Lewis Graben's got nine, Lolly four, um, Sudani, Cash, Carvalho, Murphy all with two. Uh, there's goals all around the team. And Hull, it, it looks like if you want to beat Forest, you got to get at least two goals. And I just don't know if Hull have that in them. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, I think it's a a good price, fifteen to eight, and a Forest win for me. Yeah, this is a really good price for Forest. That's one of the, the first things I wrote down in my notes when I was looking at the championship. That we're a really, really good price. Um, if we've got serious ambitions of getting into the top six, possibly beyond that, this is the kind of game we've got to be just boxing away, 
three points onto the next one. You know, two nil, nice and steady, no problems. So it's a kind of a big test for Forest in that sense. I think you're getting the price based on how closely contested a lot of Hall's games have been at home recently. Um, looking back at some of their recent home games, they had a 1-0 win against West Brom. That's impressive. Uh, 1-0 draw with Preston. They lost narrowly 1-0 to Leeds. Lost 2-1 to Derby. Uh, drew 1-0 with Middlesbrough. So lots of tight games there against decent sides. Um, but I think Forest have got more than enough about them to get the win here. And I re- do really, really like the price. Yes, just a little addition that I wrote down. Um, I agree with the kind of tight nature of Hall's games. Um, that, coupled with the fact that Forrest have kept the fourth most amount of clean sheets in the championship this season, which surprised me when I saw that stat. Yeah. Um, I think I go for under 2.5. I like the idea, Tom, of Forrest winning 1 or 2 nil. Um, eight to eleven is the under price, so the bookies definitely agree. Uh, but I think it will be a tight, tight professional win by Forest, and we'll take that all day. Absolutely, absolutely. Moving on from Forest Hall, then I do like the look of Millwall this weekend. They're priced at eight to thirteen. They're at home to really struggling Bolton. Bolton started really well. Since then, they've you know they fell off a cliff recently. Doing really, really poorly at the moment. Um, slipped all the way down to 23rd in the league. Just Ipswich below them. Millwall, again themselves, started poorly. They are still in 21st. But that, for me, doesn't really tell the whole picture of how they've been performing. Because they've won the last three home games in a row. They were previously quite poor at the Den earlier this season. But they've started to turn it into the fortress, which it was last season again. Uh, they beat Aston Villa there, they beat Wigan there, they beat Ipswich there. So uh, they played their part in the, the last round of fixtures in that thrilling 4-3 game away at Norwich. So they are scoring plenty of goals. Bolton cannot win to save their lives. Well, they've won one game since the 22nd of August. It's a terrible oh. run that they're on. Jeez. They've not won away from home since the 18th of August. Um, so, yeah. For me, Millwall with their good home form, Bolton with their generally poor all-round form. Uh, Bolton haven't scored a goal in six of the last seven games. The poor stats can go on and on as far as Bolton are concerned, and I do think they'll lose this one. Yes, very tough, very tough place to go at the best of times, Millwall. Traditionally, always better at home as well with that home crowd behind them. Um, yeah, Bolton is looking bleak isn't it, for Bolton? Um, That stat that you just read out kind of echoes, you know, the concern that everybody has for Bolton. So, yeah, the Trotters, sorry, the Trotters, the Lions, 8 to 13, for sure. Um, Sticking with a team that definitely someone that has their comforts at home rather than away, Wigan Athletic. So, Wigan lost their first game at the DW this season uh, two fixtures ago their last game at home uh, they fell 2-1 to promotion chasing Leeds no real disgrace there remember Wigan are recently promoted newly promoted should I say so they are at home which is where they love to be as I mentioned they're 3-4 to four. 
they're at home to Reading. The Reading can be quite dangerous, but largely that is at home. Yeah, they've only won one game on the road all season. Wigan have lost one game at home all season. Wigan, I do fancy them to get back on track. Um, as I mentioned, the home soil is is a big factor. I think there'll be goals in this one. Reading certainly know where the back of the net is. Bob Darson has got seven in 11 games, so watch out for him. But uh, ultimately, I think Wigan will kind of get back to business. Three to four, quite fancy that. Yeah, I can see Wigan getting the win there. Um, there's not too much else that really stands out for me. Leeds at home to Bristol City should win at four to six. Um, Bristol City having a pretty torrid time of things recently. They've lost three in a row, whereas Leeds sit nicely in third in the league. Um, so that should be a win for uh, for Leeds there. Do you have anything else you'd like to look at? Yeah, yeah, I just have, have one more. Uh, it's actually the Friday night game. Um, so the Friday night game is Ipswich at home to West Brom, uh, live on Sky, I believe. Um, Ipswich propping up the table at the moment. They've only won one in 17 games. Uh, they're at home. They haven't won a single game. They have drew six of their eight. So they're certainly, you know, not being pushed over. But it's going forward where they're struggling. They've only scored six home goals all season. Mm. West Brom, definitely stronger at the Hawthorns. That's, you know, that's plain and easy to say. Uh, but away from home, they have been decent. They've won two and drew three. Um, so it's, it's okay, I'd say. Um, I'm just going off the facts that West Brom are a better team, to be honest. I'm just going off the facts that Ipswich are looking at almost certainties to go down. Um, and one mm. thing I did notice as well is that West Brom have four players who have scored more than uh, Ipswich's top scorer. So, yeah, expect goals from West Brom for me and 10 to 11. It's actually a decent price for recently relegated West Brom away at bottom of the league. You know what, to be honest, I've lost a bit of trust in West Brom recently. I really have. If they win, they smash somebody. Um, the last two wins have both been 4-1. One against Reading, one against Leeds. That Leeds result is really impressive. But then be before that, you know, they lost to Hull. They drew to Blackburn. They lost 4-1 to Derby. They lost to Wigan. You know, it's it seems very hit and miss at the moment. If they're good, they're amazing. If they're poor, you know, they've got no chance. Um, for me, I just do not trust them. I, I don't. I not think the, they could be stifled by the Paul Lambert effect. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Paul Lambert effect. Give over. It's not Dortmund in 1990 or whenever he won the Champions League. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come on, look at what he's done in his career. He's finished, that bloke. Well, he's, you know... He's finished, Tom. What has he done to give you yeah, any confidence? As a long-term long manager, yeah, he's not the one you'd want in charge. But considering where they were with Paul Hurst, and he's now come in, at least they've not lost the last two games, and they're scoring goals, which they weren't before. Um, 
you know, I, I'd prefer to take a watching brief on this one. Okay. Okay. We're allowed to disagree. Absolutely. Um, let's look at League One then. Yeah. Anything stand out for you in the, the yes. third? Yes. I'm going, I'm going for the hottest team probably in the four leagues, potentially right now. Won six games in a row, unbeaten at home all season. It's Barnsley. Barnsley mm. have a Yorkshire derby. Uh, four to five, they are priced at home to Doncaster. Very good price, reason being Doncaster are eighth. And they have won four out of nine on the road. They are a dangerous outfit. Uh, Barnsley kept it really tight at the back at home. They've only conceded five. They, As I said, they've won five and drew three of their eight home games. Um, for me, at Doncaster are very in and out. So if you look at Doncaster's form, there's, you know, wins against Wimbledon. There's... You know, there's wins. Sorry. If you look at Doncaster's form, there's, you know, a couple of wins in there. But whenever they seem to come up against a better side, particularly away from home, and they seem to struggle a little bit. Uh, they've lost recently to Coventry and Charlton. Uh, they even lost to Notts County away from home in the Football League trophy. Obviously, you know, not the same intensity as... Yeah, not the same intensity as a league game, but still counts. And um, yeah, I think Barnsley will have way too much for for Doncaster and uh, four to five for a team that's won six in a row. Not a bad price. Yeah, that is a good price. I had that one wrote down myself. Um, so from one unbeaten team to another, I'm going to look at Portsmouth. They're away at Scunthorpe. They're priced at even. So. You mentioned Barnsley were unbeaten at home. Portsmouth are unbeaten away from home. Uh, they've won nine, drawn two of their away games this season across all competitions. So very, very impressive away record there. When a team is consistently as good as they've been this season, they do sit top of League One as well. I find it really hard to oppose them. Scunthorpe, on the other hand, have just won two home league games this season recently conceded three at home to Oxford and four at home to Plymouth. And considering they're two of the bottom sides in this division, that is really worrying. Um, the only saving grace for, Scunth for Scunthorpe is that they've got the ability to score goals. So I think it will be an entertaining win here for Portsmouth. Maybe kind of like a 3-1, something like that. I think Portsmouth have definitely got enough about them to win. Uh, Scunthorpe might nick a goal. Play up Pompey. I think this <laughs> is the year they get promoted, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I can't think of many reasons why, you know, you'd argue against that. They're looking they're looking good, aren't they? Looking very solid. Very solid yeah. team. Um, you know, very trustworthy and from a betting point of view and uh yeah, play up Pompey, I think they'll get the victory. Um, let's have a look at another team with uh, previous Premier League pedigree. That's Lee Bowyer's Charlton. So Lee Bowyer's Charlton have a home game um, at the Valley on Saturday. They are priced at 8 to 11, home to Bristol Rovers. Um, Charlton 
at home. They've only lost two out of their nine games. Uh, Bristol Rovers are pretty poor. Down in 21st. Uh, they keep, there's not many goals in Bristol Rovers games. So, you know, they are keeping things relatively tight. Um, you know, two one losses here, one nil losses. They're certainly not pushovers. It's that's fair to say, uh, yeah. but I think Charlton at home are a different animal to Charlton away. Um, yeah, and for me, I think they'll have a little bit too much for Rovers, who seem to be struggling and haven't won in any of the last four games, losing three in a row. Mm, yeah, I can see. Uh... A Charlton victory there. Just one more for me in League One. That is Sunderland, who play away at Walsall. Sunderland sitting second in the league. Seven, eight games they won in a row until that came to a grinding halt last weekend when they drew at home to Wickham. Absolute coupon buster. I think that shattered a lot of accumulators up and down the country, probably all around the world. And it certainly shattered Abbott yeah. through trouble. But, um, yeah, I think they can definitely get back to winning ways against Walsall, who are struggling for form themselves. Sunderland have won six games in a row across all competitions away from home. So they're on very, very good travelling form as well. I can see lots of positives for Sunderland here, not many for Walsall. Um, I agree with you, by the way, in terms of not much more. Um worth looking at to be honest um uh okay league two uh well i've got one thing for league two <laughs> so um just to let you know i am not awash with tips for league two um so this right. could be a very short if you're a league two fan that turn off now <laughs> This it's not going to be your week, to be honest. No, no. You go first, and I hope you don't take mine. I am going to look at the league leaders. Don't know if I've taken your one tip, Tom, or not. Um, no, that's fine. They have a bit of. They've got a bit of a tough game. Um, they have got Stevenage away. Stevenage are no mugs. They are in ninth. Uh, but MK Dons are top of the league and a top of the league for a reason. They have only lost one game all season, won 10 of 18, scoring 26 and conceding 10 in the process. Um, yeah, I just can't back a team. I know Stevenage are definitely a bit better at home, but Stevenage's last three games lost 4 0 away at Berry, lost 1 0 away at Plymouth. I lost 4-0 away at Wimbledon. I, I can't see how they're going to contain this MK Dons side. And uh, they're priced at evens. I think it's a good price for MK Dons, that. Mm. Yeah, they should definitely get a, a steady win there. I think this could be a comfortable 1-2-0. or two -niller. Um, Nothing too dangerous. Nothing too exciting. MK Dons just don't do exciting, I think, do they, this season? They just grind the results out. Very boring, but effective. Yeah, and Stevenage, as I mentioned, knows doing my research. Lost 4 0 at Berry, I forgot. That's not good. 1 0 away at Plymouth, I thought that's very bad. 4 0 away at Wimbledon. I've lost my head. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> they are the, the division above, but they are a very poor side. <laughs> yeah, 
dreadful. Dreadful. Yeah, not overly impressed. No. Um, okay, so no surprises as to who I'm going to tip here, is there? If you had one guess, who would it be? Northampton. There we go. Yep, Northampton. But I didn't know if you'd want to go against Grimsby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've dropped Grimsby like a stone. I've, I've done my thing with Grimsby now. That's fine. They came in for me. Now it's time to stab them in the back, stick the knife in. Oh my! That is absolutely sick. Why? I don't know. You you were so pro Grimsby, and then you yeah, it was this moment where you're right for the first time on the podcast, and then oh, you turn into backstabio. Yeah, but listen, Grimsby. Are very, very poor travellers. My whole basis for backing Grimsby last week was because they were good at home and had some very good recent home results. On the road, they're absolute pants. They've lost seven of their last eight away games. Really, really poor. Um, and then you've got Northampton, who we had another successful Northampton tip last week when I tipped the double chance with them away at Exeter. They've won their last four at home, scoring plenty of goals. They've scored at least two in each of their last six games. So you can definitely see that happening again, considering Grimsby poor away record. And can you are you telling me you can see Grimsby scoring at least two away at Northampton when they've lost seven absolutely, of their last eight? Absolutely no chance. No. There you go. That's why the knife is <clears throat> fully in the back. <laughs> fully in the back. And I can almost smell the fact that they're on your bomb proof treble. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, a uh, home game for Northampton over Grimsby. Um, yeah, should should be seeing that um, as a home win. The final thing <laughs> I just want to quickly mention um, is a tip I have for the Lincoln Mansfield game. I think you'll get both teams to score on this. Uh, five to six is the price. Um, both teams never shy of scoring. Scoring goals. I think that's fair to say. It's a big game, this as well. Um, mm. Both teams at the right end of the league. Lincoln in second. Mansfield in fifth. Um, Lincoln scored 32 in 17. Mansfield scored 26 in 18. Uh, Tyler Walker, top scorer for Mansfield with eight. And John Akinde, top scorer for Lincoln with five. But but Lincoln have 15 players as registered goal scorers this season, uh, which, wow. is, which is quite wow. phenomenal, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, both teams to score for me. I think that's something that uh, will definitely come in. That's crazy. And for Mansfield, they've drawn 10 this season. Drawn 10 of 18 games, lost just the one. Uh, if they can start converting more of those draws into wins, they will be right up there. Right, right up there. Promotion is yeah. literally, I'm not even over-exaggerating, promotion is in the bag. If they yeah. can just convert a few of those draws, largely they draw on the road. They're actually unbeaten away from home. They've only conceded eight. Um, so, yeah, largely away from home is where they've been getting their draws. They could convert one or two more of them. That Yeah, that, right. Promotion is, is literally yeah. right there for them. Uh, they just need to sharpen that up, but 
be a very entertaining game. And I think, you know, do you agree, both teams to score? Yeah, yeah. Lincoln have, I say it every week, Lincoln concede goals despite the lofty position in the league. So, yeah, I can see that one coming in, definitely. Um, I actually had a, a thought as we've been doing this. I've got a couple more things that actually I want to add to the League 2 Ooh. section. Ooh. One, a banana skin. That's Berry away at Cambridge. Uh, Berry are priced at 10 to 11. Cambridge, just about 3 to 1. Um, you might, on the face of this, look at Berry in 8th and then Cambridge down in 21st and think, oh yeah, I'll back Berry. But just be wary that don't be fooled by Cambridge's league position. They have won four out of the last five games at home across all competitions. So very strong at home at the moment. So just be wary of that one. Good banana uh, skin, that, Tom. Yeah, a banana skin. Yeah, do not trip up on that banana skin, guys. And uh, the last thing, thank you, Alan Hardy, for listening to the podcast last week and then going on the social media ban. I honestly, we were talking one way off air, uh, just through the week. How perfect is that? How perfect. So anyone, anyone at Mr. Show last week, we, uh, me and Tom had a bit of a rant about uh, Notts County and how the club is being portrayed uh, by the owner and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I recommended that Hardy should take a social media ban. And what was it? Two days later? Three days later? Yeah, two, three days later. There it is. Social media break. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> it's probably because the Knots fans have just been hammering him for yeah. weeks. Or oh, they probably gave him abuse when he got rid of Nolan. Um, then they probably left him alone when Kuehl came in. Now Kuehl's gone. Probably hammered him again, and he's thinking, "Oh, it's not, it's not the same being on social media all the time, posting smiling selfies when you're nearly in the conference." So, mm. uh, yeah, uh, a good yeah. decision, Alan. I heard a rumor, uh, well, read a rumor online. How true this is, I, you know, I don't know, but uh, apparently, Paul Hurst went for an interview, and they turned him down. Really? Yeah. And if they did, that's, in my opinion, madness. Absolute madness. What Paul Hurst must have done in his interview to get rejected by Notts County is... I really want to know. I really <laughs> want to know. Did he, yeah, me too. Did, did he spit at Alan Hardy? Did he... <laughs> did he turn up in a, in a Mansfield shirt? Like, what did he do? What do you do? Because that would have been a phenomenal appointment. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Who knows? We probably will never know. But uh, <laughs> that—that's everything else I just wanted to add. Yeah, absolutely. So let's review last week's bombproof trebles. Treble. Let's review last week's joint bombproof treble. So, because it was the Nations League and we didn't have as many fixtures to choose from as normal, we had a joint bomb-proof treble. Uh, we had Sunderland. Unfortunately, they drew 1-1 at home to Wickham. And we had Grimsby 
Yeah, yeah we had Grimsby. Them. Moving on. Moving on, we had Grimsby. Yeah, good. They won. Whatever. We also had Belgium. They lost 5-2 to Switzerland. Oh, dear. You Off air, guys, Thomas just said to me, you, you're fully prepared to throw me under the bus right here, aren't you? And I just said, yeah, absolutely. Because you put so many disclaimers. You said last week on the podcast, and I'll dig out the audio if I need to, <laughs> that you wouldn't back our treble because of my pick. And guess what? And I did back one it. Won. Yeah, all right. Well, hang on. Belgium was hardly just my decision. My shout that I wanted was Sunderland. They drew. I, I know. Yeah, they drew. Don't try and say that I was captain champion Belgium. That was a joint <laughs> joint decision, 100%. <laughs> oh, Come dear. clean. Come clean. Was it a no, joint yeah. decision or did I bully you into Belgium? Listen, Prophet Chasers. He had my head in an arm lock and he was like giving me a monkey scrub on the top of my head saying, pick Belgium, pick Belgium, let me have Belgium. And I, you know, I, I gave in eventually and I shouldn't have done. And for that, I apologise. Well, just kidding. <laughs> no, that was a joint decision. That was a joint decision. I'll, I'll be fair. Absolutely. A joint decision. I will take that to the grave. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Let's have a look at uh, our bomber travels for this week. So if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Um, this is the world-famous part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our tips, all of our knowledge and gut feeling into a treble that we believe will deliver you some profit. Uh, we will be back in our trebles. We put £10 on them every single week. We recommend you do the same, but if you want to do a smaller state then feel free Tom mm -hmm. there are not as many games as normal that we like the look of and for your attitude I'm going to make sure that I go first and pick my treble so you're left with the go scraps on go on that <laughs> okay so <laughs> I'm going to start off with Barnsley Barnsley are four to five. They're at home to Doncaster. I'm also going to go for Milton Keynes Dons. They are evens. They are away at Stevenage. I'm also going to go for Charlton. They are eight to eleven at home to Bristol Rovers. This treble is five point two one two one. So that means you're ten pounds if you want to go for the recommended stake. We'll return you sixty two back. Wow, yeah, well, it should win uh, on paper. And the beauty about that is that not one of the three teams you picked were on my treble. So your devious <laughs> little plan backfired. Wow, <laughs> oh, they're, the they're the three biggest bankers of the weekend, mate. Nah, no, nah, not for me. Not for me. Well, who are so, they? Northampton. Let's get it out there. Mr. Predictable. North, Northampton. Just read it out. Put the podcast. Northampton. All right. No, Northampton. At home to Grimsby, 10 to 11. Portsmouth. Oh, away at Scunthorpe. At Evens. Then we're going to go for the Tinker Man to get three points on his debut. Fulham at home to Southampton. 31 to 20. It pays 8.8 .8 to 1. <sighs> 
Ranieri, eh? Ranieri. Ranieri. Ranieri with no Kante, Mares or Vardy. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, Tom. I think if the regulars that listen to us every single week, I think it's fair to say that we normally have confidence in each other. Almost yep. every single week, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I don't like that treble at all. <laughs> I don't like it. Unbelievable, Jeff. Absolutely unbelievable. No, I just don't like it. I don't know why you're all of a sudden thinking that Fulham are going to be good. If you could pick two or three teams that you would want to play at home on your debut, Southampton would be in that two or three. Yeah, they would. So would Fulham. Yeah, but you're 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 at Fulham, so you can't pick Fulham, can you? You know, no, they, but I, I'm I, saying. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, if you were another manager, if you were the new Watford manager, yeah, Fulham would be in my three. I'd rather play Fulham than Southampton, for me personally. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Fulham have got potential. Yeah. They've got the players. They just, it's you know, they're like a jigsaw, a muddled up jigsaw. They've got the pieces. They just need put it into place. And Ranieri could be that guy. QPR. Um, How did money go for QPR? That's a different, that's QPR, QPR, QPR. You know, we're only, what, 10, 11, 12 games into the season? Yeah. I'm, we'll, ju- I'm just we'll saying see. this week, I'm just saying this week, not for me, Fulham wise. Um, okay. Yeah. Who else? Northampton and Portsmouth. Portsmouth. The other two, definitely, definitely. I think you're wrapped up a little bit in Northampton. Personally, I think you need to calm down a bit there. But um, Portsmouth will definitely win for sure. So, uh, hey, this is a this is a program where we air honesty, and that's my honest opinion. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, okay, so hopefully they both win. Now what? We, now what we've got to do is decide on a joint from our trebles. Um, I'm assuming Fulham will not be in that joint treble, <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> we'll rule them out straight away. Fulham are banned. I think I would <laughs> like to champion Barnsley for my treble. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd like to propose we go with Northampton, Barnsley and Portsmouth. Yeah, okay. Done. Done. Fair enough. Work it out. Yeah, 10 returns, just under 69 quid there. Well, do you know what, Tom? I have confidence in you. Uh, so, just not Fulham, to be honest. Thanks. It's not, it's <laughs> I'm not <glad>. Fulham. <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully we get uh, a win, winners across the board. So, excited for Saturday. Uh, yes, let's put it that yes. way. Let's move on then to quickly, shall we quickly look at fantasy football? Chris Chindo is still top of the league. Me and Tom are still terrible. Um, if you do have a team and you're not yet in the league, you can get the code to join on social media or I'll also put it in the podcast show notes as well. So just uh, grab it from there. You'll join wherever you should be 
in the league, depending on your points total. And there will be a £20 free bet at the end of the season for the winner. There will be. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, you can keep in touch with us after the podcast. Twitter is probably where we're the most active. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And you can email us with any inquiries you may have. Football betting podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the show, please do go to iTunes and leave us a rating and or review. If you've got an extra bit of time, or just take 30 seconds of your time. Or alternatively, let a friend know. Why not just let a friend know about the podcast, you know? you got a friend who likes betting, let them know. We'll appreciate that as well. Christmas is coming up. We all need that little extra boost. So, yeah, that'd be yeah. a great time to Thanks join the podcast. Uh, three wins yep. in our last four shows, is it? Yeah, that's right now. Yeah. Not a bad run of form. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. I think that is pretty much it for the show. Uh, hopefully, we can see some winning bet slips come this weekend. Yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, see you next week.